With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to a Wednesday. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Oh, I'm not so bad once you get to know me. Oh, that's so true, right, Kimmy? You, you say that all the time <laughs> about me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, uh, and thank you for that. Um, it's a Wednesday, and Kimmy, we're going to go way back on this Wednesday episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Great. Yes, it'll be a way back Wednesday. Way back. Now, being a Wednesday, Kimmy, what is a Wednesday besides going way back in hmm. the world of nerdum? Well, it's uh, New Comic Book Day. I have yes. a feeling she almost said something else, but yes, it is New Comic Book Day, and you can find brand new stuff. Comic books throughout the country, brand new things, graphic novels, trade paperbacks, new toys that are comic book related, and, you know, t-shirts and things like that at comic book stores. We have that list available right now on our web section of our page, actually the uh, Nerd News section. Just go right to Nerd News, find that on our website. What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com. And we also have a comic book shop locator right there where you can find someplace right next to you. If you're not, well, maybe if you haven't been in a comic book store in a long time or at all, this is an excellent day to head to that local comic book store and keep reading alive, help support comic book stores. And I think Kimmy almost said free comic book day, which is coming around. That is on Saturday, May 6th, right, Kimmy? That's right. And Looking forward to it. That's I, why I almost said it. Oh, you're looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm glad because <laughs> you're going to be somewhere for free comic book day, Kimmy. I am. Yes, you are. You're going to be at Smash Comics and Games. That's right. Yes, Smash Comics and Games presenting uh, just a... I, I've lost count how many individuals are special guests at, mm -hmm. at Smash Comics and Games. It's going to be huge. Yeah, yes, it is going to be huge. One of the, There's dual Georges that are going to be at this event, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. You're aware of that, right? Oh, yeah. There is, there's dual Georges, George Perez... Artist George Perez, yes, he will be at Smash Comics and Games. Stop on by, get something signed by George. I mean, you know what? There, it's impossible for me to say books to have because George has done so many uh, in, in both worlds, DC, Marvel, and also Boom Studios. Uh, yeah, you won't have a problem finding George Perez material if you already don't have it. Right. And somebody else will be in there. Another George. It's the Riley and Kimmy show. They have a really good show. They're in the know. It's the Riley and Kimmy show. And Kimmy, who is the other George? George Lowe. That's right. The voice of Space Ghost will be, he will be at Smash Comics and Games in Sanford. And he is signing, posing for photos and all that kind of stuff. And giving out free comedy. That's one of the mm -hmm. nice things about, about George. Yep. I mean, that is worth it just heading to free comic book day at Smash Comics. Yep. And if, if he can't get you to laugh, um, I don't know yeah, what's wrong yeah, with you. Yeah, something is wrong. He's hilarious. He he is, and he will be right next to the Riley and Kimmy show table. Kimmy. 
cool. Yeah, both of us will be right there. Fantastic artists, local artists on hand. Uh, let's see, the Raven Wolves will be there. That's Monica and Graven Raven Wolf with prints available and sketching. Watch her actually draw right there. It is amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And let's see, I can't go through the whole list. Let's see, Nathan Zerdy will be there with his beautiful pinup work. Humphrey Ching, the artist uh, Humphrey Ching is there. That's uh, that. Oh, uh, Sticker Dork's going to be there with his creations. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on. I'm sorry if I missed you, and because it is a huge list. You can find that entire list. And Phoenicia. Oh, and belly uh, dancing. Yes, dancing by Phoenicia. She will be performing belly dancing with, I don't want to say an assistant, but in an addition is going to be performing. That is Lacey from Florida Tribal Dance. Oh, yeah. That will be there as well. This is something to really see. And here's the really cool part. You can see all this stuff. You can actually witness it, the belly dancing, all for free. Mm-hmm. You can find out more at Smash Comics Facebook page. Uh, follow them and and participate in this this fun time, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. really a true fun event. Yep. And that is Free Comic Book Day. Now, if you're not in the Sanford area where Smash Comics is, the Orlando area, actually, because Smash is part of the Orlando Metro. So anywhere in Orlando, it's very easy to get to Smash Comics. If you're not, though, in that area, you can find a participating comic book store in your area go to that comic book shop locator and find a place to participate in or have fun in and celebrate nerdum with free comic book day and by the way cosplayers are welcome to smash comics and games mm-hmm. all the time of but, course but definitely free comic book day so if you got that special t-shirt you say i don't cosplay i don't wear a costume maybe you have that special nerd t-shirt this is the day to dress up the family that way and just head out mm-hmm to Smash Comics and Games. And we'll make you part of an episode, too, because we'll be recording the Riley and Kimmy show there. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait, can you? No. No. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It always is there. Yes. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Wednesday, April 26. Are you able, willing, and do you desire to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Of course. <laughs> Wednesday, April 26th, you can help Kimmy out with some trivia answers. If you think she's going to struggle with one, you hear her struggling, or you think she's just not going to get it right, shout at whatever you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on. That's right, just yell your head out. Or off. <laughs> because, right, uh, that, that's okay to do, right, yeah. Kimmy? Uh, because we believe in time trouble answers. We believe they go right through a vortex, a time tunnel thing, open up right to Kimmy's ears or in her head because she uses her psycho abilities. Oh, yeah, that, that's psychic abilities. And she gets those answers. So you can help her out. FYI, Kimmy, the timeline has been scrambled. It is not linear. It is not chronological in order. So who knows what dates and time are going to be coming up here on Nerd and Pop Culture Trivia. Are you officially ready? Are you alert enough to give this a round? Yes. All right, Let's Kimmy. Let's do it. Give me the year. Give me the year. Mm-hmm. We will give you a 10-year buffer. That an organ was played at a baseball stadium for the very first time. I will tell you this much. It happened in Chicago, Illinois. When was an organ first played at a baseball stadium? 1950. How many years did I give you as a buffer? Um, 10. 10. Uh, yes. Okay, you got it. It was 1941. Okay. That happened. Now, weather broadcasts were heard for the first time. You know, weather reports. Mm-hmm. Cloudy skies. Or like for Florida, sunny, high of 90. 
That's your daily. <laughs> That's your daily uh, forecast. And what's amazing with that, by the way, they have severe weather forecasts. When, yeah, when it's not severe weather. Right. You don't get me going on that one. Okay. You know, old days it used to be color weather radar, at least. report. Anyway, weather broadcasts were heard for the first time on Radio Kimmy. What decade did this happen? Was it the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, or 1950s? Mm, 1940s. It was 1920s. It happened in St. Louis, Missouri. It was on this date, 1514. Copernicus made his first observations of this planet. Now, Kimmy, you know it is not the planet Earth. It is not planet Pluto, because that was until 1930. Mm -hmm. So we have two of them ruled out. What planet did he observe? Saturn? That, yeah, that is scary. She got it. You, you did. Did somebody shout that one out to you? I don't know. All right. 1607, the British established an American colony at Cape Henry, Virginia. It was the first permanent English establishment in the Western Hemisphere. It was 1931. New York Yankee Lou Gehrig hit a home run but was called out for passing a runner. Did you know that was a no-no? Can't pass the runner? Yeah. He was called out. He hit a home run, passed the, the runner, and he was kicked out. Yeah. They're, they're like, you're out. Yeah. Wow. That was 19. that happen? I, I don't. I guess he was excited he hit the home run. I, you know, run in. Wow, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, 1931 that happened. 1931, NBC premiered Lum and Abner. It was on the air for 24 years. We are not giving you an example of that on this episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. I, I, we're just not doing that. We do have past examples of that on previous episodes of The Riley and Kimmy Show. 1937, Life magazine was printed without the word life on the cover. I have a feeling that's a collectible. That's 1937 that was done. 1937, Lorenzo Jones premiered on NBC Radio. It was one of the really first soap operas. It played for a long time. And no, we're not giving an example of that one with Way Back Wednesday. 1954, Grace Kelly was on the cover of Life magazine. 1960, filming for Elvis's G.I. Blues began. And you've never seen that, right? Mm-mm. No. 1964, the Beatles attended the 28th birthday party for the Big O. Can you tell me what pop Rocker was nicknamed the Big O. He wore glasses, sunglasses, Kimmy. He was part of the Roy traveling. Roy Orbison. Yes, I was going to say he's part of the traveling Wilburys. It was Roy Orbison's 28th birthday, and they hung out with him in 1964. Think how cool that is because they are really, you know, that's a wow. yeah, the big time <laughs> for the Beatles. It was on this date, 1964, the Boston Celtics won their sixth consecutive NBA title. They won two more before the streak came to an end. 1964. 1966, the New York Times reported Ray Charles would undergo tests to see whether he had, well, abstained from narcotic drugs. It was on this date, 1975. Kimmy, this recording artist had the longest title of a number one song at the top of the Billboard popular music chart. Yes, number one song that had the longest title. Can you, just for the fun of it, without even an audio clue... Just think about it. 1975, what would have that honor of having the longest title? That would be forever. Wow. It was a uh, pop hit. They played it on everything. I don't know. All right, Kimmy. Here's your audio clue. Tell me who the recording artist is. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. 1975, this is the song with the longest title. Hey, won't you play another Somebody done somebody wrong song 
and make me feel at home while I miss my baby. 1975, the title, Hey, Won't You Play, Another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song, wow. was released by whom? Charlie Pride? I will give you one more clue. He had a hit, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Burt Bacharach? No, B.J. Thomas, 1975. I'm sure you remember the song, at least. Mm -hmm. 1977, Studio 54 opened in New York. 1980, The Carpenters' Music, Music, Music TV special aired on ABC. Did you ever see Music, Music, Music? Mm -mm. It was 1982, Maud Rod, uh, Rod Stewart, was mugged in Los Angeles in broad daylight. He was not hurt. Hmm. It was on this date, 1982, Joe Strummer disappeared for about a month, causing The Clash to cancel their United Kingdom tour. 1986, the world's worst nuclear disaster to date occurred, Kimmy. This happened in Kiev, but it was actually a city there. Tell me the name of the city where this very bad incident happened. 31 people died in the incident, and thousands more were exposed to radioactive material. What's the name of the city? Chernobyl. That's exactly right. 1986. It was 1994. Grace Slick pled guilty to pointing a shotgun at police. That happened in her home in California on March 5th, 1994. We're moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays. All I require is this person's last name, Kimmy. Born 1785, died 1851 at the age of 65. He was notable for his extensive studies documenting all types of American birds and for his detailed illustrations that depicted birds in their natural habitats. His work, the majority of it, color plate book titled The Birds of America, is considered one of the first bird books ever completed. He identified 25 new species of bird. Can you tell me his last name at least? Audubon? That's correct. John James Audubon, born on this date, 1785. Charles Richter, born on this date, 1900, died 1985. Can you tell me what he created? Um, the Richter scale? A seismologist who created the Richter scale used to identify what, Kimmy? Um, earthquake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he died 1985 at the age of 85. Next person having a birthday. Tell me how old she is. Actress, comedian. She was actually part of TV 13 years before her hit TV series. Identify... Who she is, Kimmy. Here's your audio clue. I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we I'm thinking about having Kimmy sing that at upcoming events. I think it would be just beautiful to hear her (laughs) perform that. Kimmy, tell me who the person is having a birthday. Carol Burnett. That's right. How old is Carol Burnett within five years today? Oh, 88. She's 84. Kimmy, you get it within the five-year buffer. Extra question for you. The Carol Burnett Show, its last time airing, its original run, was what year on CBS TV? 1990? Carol Burnett Show originally ran 1967 to 1978. (laughs) 
Okay, moving over to a musician, Kimmy, <laughs> a guitar player he's known for. This is something he has identified with. Tell me the name of the title of this hit from 1960. Here is your clue. of that peter gunn <laughs> i think there was a little question mark kind of there yes that's peter gunn also the uh, theme to the tv show peter gunn it was a chart hit i'm surprised it did not hit number one though it was a it wasn't even in the top 10 it hit number 27 hmm. but it's it's been around forever people you know redoing cover versions of it i love the art of noise version too with him actually doing the guitar licks on it hmm. and if you ever have a chance to hear Dwayne eddie's because I wasn't even going to ask Kimmy who did it. Dwayne Eddy's version of Ghost Riders in the Sky. It is some haunting guitar work. It is worth checking out. And that just happens to be on my MP3 player, too. Next one, having a birthday. Not going to ask Kimmy a single question about him. Musical performer, singer. He was, well, in the 1960s, especially the early 1960s, he was considered a teen idol. That is Bobby Rydell celebrating his 75th birthday today. Big hit for him, 1959. At number two was Wild One. Wild One. I'm gonna tame you down now. Tame you down. Ah, Wild One. I'll get you yet You bet. Yes, that's Wild One, 1959, number two. And Volari was another hit for him, 1960, at number four. As Bobby Rydell, 75 today. And you know that Valari tune, Kimmy? Ask Tom Rop to sing that one sometime next time you see him. Yes, I, I know he can do that because, you know, he's older than dirt. And, and he, he can sing that. That's music from his era right there. Yes, yes. That's from his high school. No, college years. High school, college years, somewhere around in there. Yes, Bobby Rydell and Valari. Next person, musician, having a birthday, Kimmy. Identify who he is. And tell me the name of his big hit. Here is your audio clue. Tell me the name of the song first. The year, 1976. It did not hit number one. I have just closed my eyes again. Climbed aboard the... All right, tell me the name of that song, Kimmy. Dreamweaver. Who recorded that, Kimmy? Who had that as a number two? hit 
Can you do it? 1976, mm. that was a hit for him. Mm-mm. Gary Wright. Mm. He is 74 today. Kimmy, this next person recorded a lot of soundtracks, really known for his keyboard work, synthesizer, very unique sound that he started. There would be others he would influence. One of the movies that he did work for was Flashdance. Another one was Cat People, and he had this in a movie. Let's see how good Kimmy is. Tell me the name of the movie, and then tell me the name of the the artist who did this. American Gigolo. That's right, American Gigolo. That is from there. That's one of the cruising scenes. You know, when he's driving around in the car. Tell me who the artist is. Giorgio Moroder. Whoa! Kimmy got that exactly, exactly right. I thought we'd throw her with that one, but we did not. And, and she was not supposed to see American Gigolo, but she snuck in the theater and saw it. That's correct. Is that the one you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what you were supposed to see? N- no? No. All right. But you got but, um. Huh? Did you get in trouble for this one? Mm-mm. Oh, no. Well, with my mom. Yeah, you you got caught. <laughs> Kimmy got caught. Yeah, but I have two of his album soundtracks. One of them being American Gigolo. Mm-hmm. And what's the other? Cat People. Ah, yeah, okay. Next person, Kimmy. Uh, well, if he did Flashdance, I have that too. Yes. yes I have did. three. Oh, he, uh, you might have more. He did a ton of Probably. work. A ton of work. And I firmly believe he influenced like Miami Vice down the road a little bit with... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Next person, actor, having a birthday. Tell me how old he is once you identify who he is, Kimmy. He's best known for, well, one of two things. One of them you have, well, three things. One of them you have seen, known for some work on Once Upon a Time, but he's also known for another show that you have not seen yet, his appearance, but you saw him on another show where he appeared as his character. Tell me who this is. And how old he is, here is your audio clue. Then they weren't bad decisions. What does a man do, Walter? A man provides for his family. When you have children, you always have family. They will always be your priority, your responsibility. And a man, a man provides. And he does it even when he's not appreciated or respected. Our good friend... John Beatty is now watching the series that's from, he made comment to me about it recently at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Now tell me, Kimmy, what is that from, first of all? Breaking Bad. Okay, name the character there. Gus. That's right, Gus Fring. Who is the actor? Giancarlo Esposito. Correct, and how old is he today? Oh. You met him. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... One of us was cosplaying as a Breaking Bad character. It's one of the coolest photos. As a matter of fact, probably the coolest photo I have. That, I mean, I just love it more than anything with a celebrity. Because hmm. he's actually acting as the character in the photo. Mm-hmm. 58? Kimmy gets it within the five-year buffer. He is 59 today. See if you can identify this next person, Kimmy. A musician. He played drums for the band's first three studio albums. Let's first identify the band and then if you can well see if you can tell me the name of the drummer. Here's your audio clue. What is the name of the band? Duran Duran. And who was the drummer? I don't know. You don't remember Roger Taylor? Okay. Oh, 
Boy, how soon they forget. He is 57 today. And moving over to somebody else having a birthday, see if you can identify who this actor is, Kimmy, and also a singer. Here is your audio clue. Are, are, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that recording artist, Kimmy? Michael Damien. That's correct. That was rock on, Kimmy. Okay. Now, the question for you is, was that a number one hit? Yes. Yes, it was. Can you give me the year within two years that was a number one hit? Um... 1989? Exactly right. And the next easy question for you... From 1981 to 1998, he starred on what soap opera? Young and Restless. Can you tell me the name of his character? Danny. Bonus points. Last name? Um, you don't, if you don't, you can't do it. We're not going to. I can't. That's Danny Romolati. Ah. Yes. Michael Damien. Rock on. Do you have that on MP3? No. I do. Yeah. I met him right when that was top of the charts. Pretty cool. Jet Lee having a birthday today. Actor, Lethal Weapon 4, War, The Mummy's Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Uh, he, a lot of work. He is 54 today. See if you can identify who this person is. Actor, comedian, known for, well, really known for playing on a TV show from 1998 to 2007. Originally aired on CBS before going on to syndication everywhere. Here is the theme to the TV show. He was the male star. Tell me the name of the TV show. My eyes are getting weary, my back is getting tight. I'm sitting here in traffic on the Queensboro Bridge tonight. I don't care because all I want to do is catch my check and drive right home to you. Let's see how well Kimmy paid attention to that show. Tell me the name of the TV show. I know the TV show. All right, then you can t- can you tell me his name? He would star in Kevin. Oh, ooh, ooh. He played Doug Heffernan. Mm-hmm. Kevin. Yes. It's not Kevin Hart. No, it's not. Kevin. You're close. You're getting there. Kevin. It's another first name as his last name. Mm-mm. Can't. Kevin James is his name. Okay. Can, can you name the TV show? Did you give up? Yeah. The King of Queens. King of Queens. How old is Kevin James today within five? Um, 45. He is 52 today. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday. Actress Jordana Brewster having a birthday. I'm sure you don't know who that is. She is 37. She made her acting debut in an episode of All My Children in 1995, then took on a recurring role as Nikki Munson. Is that a clue? Nikki Munson on a soap opera? As a World Turns? Yes, she was on As a World Turns. Her first role in a feature film was Robert Rodriguez's horror science fiction The Faculty in 1998, and her breakthrough role was... The Fast and Furious in 2001. That uh, is where we're leaving off in birthdays. Moving over to another section. I see dead people. 
It is notable deaths on this date. Edward Arnold, actor, not to be confused with Eddie Arnold. Edward Arnold, born in 1890, died 1956 at the age of 66. Many examples of his work can be found, radio and also film. If you ever get a chance to check out Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, he plays a nasty guy. Yeah, quite nasty too. Jimmy Stewart. That's from 1939. 1970, Gypsy Rose Lee passed away. Do you know what she's known for, Kimmy? No. Uh, American burlesque entertainer and really known for her striptease act. She passed away in 1970 at the age of 59. Next person, Kimmy, known for a, well, she was part of a TV show that ran from 1962 to 1971. She played the grandmother. Tell me who... She is, and tell me the name of the TV show. First, the TV show. Here's your audio clue. Well, the first thing to do is to get her into a dress. She's getting too big to be wearing man's duds. Looky here. She's done popped the buttons off of her shirt again. Well, honey, make carries herself proud with her shoulders thrown back. It ain't her shoulders that's popping these buttons. Well, it ain't fitting. Girl running around and wild as a cougar, wrestling, fighting, and hunting. She ought to be doing woman's work. Happen me with the steel. Kimmy was shocked at what Granny said there, and that was from the first episode of The Hillbillies. Kimmy, I'm not going to ask you the name of, of the show, The Beverly Hillbillies. Of course. And can you tell me the name of the actress who played Granny? Irene Miller? Ooh, you're so close, no. Kimmy. We're going to have to give it to you. 1973, she passed away. That's Irene Ryan. Ryan. She died at the age of 70, and she was nominated for Emmy Awards for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series from 1963 and 1964. She was part of that show till 1971, and she recorded a song, Kimmy, as Granny during the height of the Beverly Hillbillies. Now Granny wears a mini skirt and says that it's in style, and when she does a twist and jerk, it's a Yeah, Irene Ryan did record that. Uh, you heard right. Granny has a mini skirt or wears a mini skirt. Yeah. Yeah. See what you hear with the Riley and Kimmy show? Yeah, we offer variety, right? I mean, we prove it with stuff like that, right? Now, is that on your MP3? Y- yes, it is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I do have that. Would you like to hear that some more sometime um, after the show, Kimmy? Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, all right, 1981, this actor passed away at the age of 71. His name is Jim Davis, Kimmy. He is best known for playing Jock Ewing on what CBS TV show? Dallas. Yes, Kimmy got that right. Dallas, 1981, lost Jim Davis, died at the age of 71. 1984, Count Basie dies at the age of 79. American jazz pianist, organist, band leader, and composer. A lot of work. He is worth checking out. Please do. If you've not checked out Count Basie, do. It was on his date, 1986. Broderick Crawford died at the age of 74. He was a bad boy in Hollywood, known for getting in many fights on studio lots. He and Lon Chaney would tear up things. They would get drink. They would, yeah, they would go out and get you know a little little sauced and go have some fun. 
They were very, uh, <laughs> very playful on the lot. But he did a ton of things, film, radio, and TV, often cast as a tough guy and best known for his portrayal of Willie Stark in All the King's Men. You remember that movie, right? Mm-hmm. And for his starring role as Chief Dan Matthews in the TV series Highway Patrol from 1955 to 1959. And if you want to check out something really cool that runs from time to time, I think mm, Movies Network runs this. Human Desire, he starred in a 1954 black and white film noir <laughs> directed by Fritz Lang. Stars Glenn Ford. He acts opposite of Broderick Crawford. And one of my favorites, Gloria Graham, is in it. He's fantastic in that. He plays a creep. And The Mob, another one to check out from 1951, film noir crime thriller. Uh, they run that from time to time. Now, that's one really to check out because actor Charles Bronson makes one of his first film appearances. He's not credited, but he can be seen clearly. He appears as a longshoreman in the film, and that is The Mob. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Broderick Crawford, who passed away on this date. 2015, Jane Meadows passed away at the age of 95. She was married to Steve Allen from 1954 until his death in 2000. She was the elder sister of actress Audrey Meadows. That wraps up the list of trivia today. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job, considering it was all jumbled up. Mm-hmm. I think you did a great job Thank there. You. And we're going to honor something from trivia that we talked about on this Way Back Wednesday as we definitely go way back. And that's a Riley and Kimmy show. We talked about Broderick Crawford. Well, Broderick Crawford did a lot of well, a lot of old-time radio work, and we have two examples of that. Uninterrupted back-to-back. First one is Dutch Schultz from 1953, followed by Parole to Panic from 1954. Here's Broderick Crawford, Dutch Schultz on the Riley and Kimmy show. Autolite and its 98,000 dealers bring you Mr. Broderick Crawford in tonight's presentation of... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite invites you to return to the 30s as we chronicle the true account of those turbulent years with a report called Dutch Schultz, our star Mr. Broderick Crawford. And now, Autolite presents Dutch Schultz, starring Mr. Broderick Crawford, hoping once again to keep you in suspense. Pocket of cigarettes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. That'll be 11 cents, sir. 11 cents? Yesterday it was 10. Yeah, sorry, mister. As of midnight, all major brands went up to 11 cents. This is 1935, you know, not 1932. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are looking up and going up, that's what I say. You say that, huh? Yeah. Ginch. Why? Outside, I got something. Okie dokie. So? Certain parties is meeting tonight up at the hotel. 
Are you kidding? Hey, hey Flot, you kidding me? Oh, Ginch, I wouldn't kid you. You know that. What parties? The big brokers. You know, Harry and Lepke and Lucky. And Albert, he's going to be there. And Gurra. And the boys from Chicago, Milwaukee, oh, Casey. nobody said nothing to my boss. I just thought you ought to know. The Dutchman ain't going to like this, Flot. He's still got you running numbers. Yeah. Why don't you quit him? I can't. Why not? Mo Weinberg quit that Schultz stuck an ice pick in his ear. Yeah, I heard about that. He's kind of a screwball, huh? Screwball? Oh, wait till he hears you holding another meeting without him. But well, he'll be banging all over the place. Maybe you better not go back to Newark today. And who'll he be banging? Me. So take a rest. Tell you what, Ginch, I'll blow you to a show. What's playing? Shirley Temple. I already seen it, but I'll see it again. Shirley Temple, huh? Yeah. She's the cutest little thing, just like a doll. I tell you, Ginch boy, I cried. I honestly did. Are you Harry? Lucky? Boys? All right, gentlemen. I think we are all assembled. Somebody turn that radio off? Hey, you're looking just fine. Hey, Harry, how was the vacation? It was very charming, very charming. The missus enjoy yourself? Her back gave her a few, what do you call it, twinges, but taken by and large, it was a charming vacation. That's nice. But enough of this pleasantries. To business, gentlemen. The question we have met to deliberate about is this new fellow in the DA's office. That bum has got to be banged in the head. Please, a little consideration? Hey, girl, don't be interrupting, Harry. Sorry. Apologies accepted. Now then... This new fella has been investigating some matter which might prove embarrassing to we fellas if all the facts should become known. I am referring in particular to the stuff he is investigating about the numbers business. Now, since we decided to get smart and form the syndicate... What do you mean I don't go in? How are you, boys? Dutch Schultz. Yes, Albert, it's the Dutchman. How come all of my good friends here, the people I've been doing business with for years, how come they're holding councils without the Dutchman, huh? Please, act like a civilized being, will you? Act like you didn't grow up in a barn or somewhere. And you, Harry, you're my pal. What is this? This is a matter concerning New York City, Mr. Schultz. Not New Jersey or Newark, which is why you weren't invited. Well, the way I heard it was, you was going to discuss the new guy in the DA's office. Which is correct, but please, no names. That DA, he done a lot of bad things to me. I think I ought to be in on a discussion. Frankly, I didn't think you'd be interested, but... Since you see fit to come busting in here, you can stay. Yeah, that's more like it, Harry. Thanks. One thing, though. What? What's that? You're not on the board of the syndicate, Mr. Schultz, so you don't get to vote. Wait a minute. What is this? A bunch of lead pipe hoods and you're trying to make like big businessmen, big operators. We are businessmen, Dutch. You can sit down and shut up or get out of here. All right. That's more like it. Now then, Harry, you were saying? Ever since that runaway grand jury took out Mr. Dodge... We have had great difficulties keeping the DA's office in line. We got plenty of grease, but nobody will pay it to. This new fella, he's incorruptible. So the, the question is, what are we going to do about him? Just give him a treatment he wouldn't forget, that's all. That's what I say. The bum has got to be banged in the head. Now, please, gentlemen, a little consideration. Thank you. You see, Mr. Schultz, times are changing. We don't operate with those tactics anymore. This is big business. We got to operate with a modicum of intelligence. Modicum? What gives without their modicum? It means a itty bit. All right, why don't he say so? A itty bit intelligence. That I can understand, but modicum. Now please, Mr. Schultz. 
Let me remind you. You're here as an observer only. Oh, please proceed. I was carried away, a modicum. Uh, uh, oh, yes. I operate with intelligence. It seems to me that there is a definite possibility that we may have to resort to drastic measures in dealing with this fella. Yeah. And so I am deputizing Albert here to investigate the situation. This is no ordinary contract, Albert. I want you to figure out how it can be done so nobody gets fingered and nobody gets hurt. Except for that fellow, I mean. Will do. The perfect contract. Yeah, and I'll help you. I got a lot of ideas and experience in that line. No. Harry, listen, you don't know how much I hate that new DA. N-O. No. This calls for finesse. And please, no names. Albert, I'm counting on you. Gentlemen, we'll meet here in one week for Albert's report. And in the meantime, don't worry about the future. You know the old saying? Keep smiling. Five thirty-four, twenty-three, seventy-eight, fifty, twenty-three, forty-six, eight hundred ninety-one, and four hundred fifteen, sixty-seven. And that, my good friend, winds it up for the night. Really, a very nice little take, Inch, if I do say so myself. Yeah, well, just don't you plan on taking any of it for yourself, Abadabba. Who can be so stupid? You needn't speak to me like that, Ginch. I know Mr. Schultz. Yeah, but you don't know him like I know him. Yeah, what's the food on the table for? Mr. Schultz. He's back from the meeting. Ah, I was hoping he'd stay in New York, see a show or something. Hi, boss. Hello, Mr. Schultz. Hi, boys. Okay, Berman, what's the tally? Oh, oh very good, Mr. Schultz. $13,561.13 for the day. Uh, that's because of you, Abadabba. <laughs> I, it was nothing. Yeah, so they think I'm slipping, do they? You, Gitch, what do you think? Well, I think you're on top of the world, Dutch. Yeah, and you know why? Because I use my brains. When I ain't got them, I buy them. Those knuckleheads in New York, those big businessmen. They got a numbers racket. Me, I got a numbers racket. Mine pays off the players, but hardly ever. Theirs, it's paying off all the time, and why? Because mine is superior, that's why, because I use my head. I went out and bought me Abadabba here. Oh, but I was glad to get the job. I like the money. Shut up! I think, why isn't the numbers paying me more money? Because it's too honest, that's why. It's like a bad slot. When the slot's bad and paying off too much, what do you do? You fix it. So I went over to that college there, and I bought me a student, a mathematical genius. I said to him, kid, you fix this, and I'll take care of you. You were very generous. And was really a fascinating problem. Gitch, what's the matter with South Bayonne? Uh, well, uh, the school kids. Well, we're losing their business. One of their principals is working against our runners. Oh, principal, huh? I hate principals. I had a principal once. His name was... Uh, uh, Jeff C. Condon. Did you ever hear of him? By the Lindbergh case? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He used to beat my ears off, and I was a defenseless kid, too. Look, I'll tell you what. Ginch, you give this principal a workout. Oh, Dutch, he's an old man. I don't think you heard me good, Ginch. I heard you, Dutch. You're only working guys over. Well, you got plenty of guys who do that sort of stuff. But I want you to do this one, Ginch. Let me show you a trick, Ginch. Come here. Put your hand on the table. Oh, Dutch. Put it on the table there. All right. Dutch, oh, you, you broke it. You, you broke my thumb. Yeah, that was pretty neat, wasn't it, eh? I know a lot of those kind of tricks, kids. So I tell you what now. Every week that passes without you doing what I tell you, like when I tell you to give the principal a workout, I'm going to break another finger for you. 
What are you staring at? Uh, 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 nothing, sir. All right, that's good. I don't like people to stare at me. Well, how about it, Gitch? How do you feel? Oh, Dutch. I, I, uh, shouldn't he get that fixed, Mr. Schultz? Yeah, he should. Gitch, here's 50. Go down to the drugstore and get that fixed up. Oh, right, Gitch, do me a favor. Get me a present for my mother. Something nice, a, a big bottle of, of, of Toujours L'Amour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for your mother. Sure, Dutch. If you want, I should get her some perfume or toilet water. I'll kill you for saying that! Who does he take he is? Where does he get off talking like that? Stop that! Everything's going crazy around here. My own boys are talking out against me and those businessmen. Just a simple contract. Hit the DA on the head and they're going to meet with the board of directors like... Oh, that's a big deal. Keep smiling, he says. Keep smiling. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Broderick Crawford in Dutch Schultz. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Broderick Crawford in Elliot Lewis's production of Dutch Schultz. A true story, well calculated to keep you in suspense. All right, gentlemen, all right. All right, Albert. Let's hear it. And Albert, don't give us none of that keep smiling stuff, huh? Look, Schultz, I don't want no trouble with you tonight. Okay, Mr. Businessman, okay. Let's hear the report, huh? All right. I want quiet. I don't want to have to tell this twice. Here it is. The subject under discussion is no DA. This guy's got it 24 hours around. Two plainclothesmen all the time. They watch his building, they escort him everywhere. There's no way to get at him. I mean, no ordinary way. Use a truck. You get a big garbage truck. See, it comes speeding down the street. Mr. Schultz, do we have to have you ejected? All right, all right, go on. My cousin, he's got a little kid, five years old. So what I did, I borrowed this kid, bought him a tricycle, see? Every morning when this fella comes walking out with his bodyguards, there I am, Joe Citizen, typical square, taking my morning physical with my little boy right there by the door. Very nice. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He comes walking out. He smiles at the kid, sort of tips his hat to me. I swear that guy's going to be a politician someday. And then he walks down to the corner drugstore. Drugstore? Yeah, yeah. And the way I figured... Everybody in City Hall is trying to tap his phone, so he uses the drugstore's public pay station. He goes inside, the two bodyguards keep out in the street. He stays in an average of three minutes, alone, see? Then he comes out, gets in a city limousine, and goes downtown. Very nice information, Albert. Now, uh, how do you work it? He's very precise, this fellow. Goes into the drugstore at 8.05 precisely every morning. The fellows who are handling the contract get there early. Bang the druggist with silences. Wait. He comes in. Guards are outside. He goes into the booth. They bang him. Stroll out. You got two, two and a half minutes to get away. The guns get left in the drugstore. That's good. Let's do it. Listen, Albert, I think it's a very compact and neat way to handle a contract. And I only wish I still had you working for me in 
in this, in your old capacity. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, the guns I already arranged for, a pair of brand-new untraceable government 45s. We lifted them out of a crate down at the federal warehouse. Uh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Nice work, Albert. But I've been giving this entire matter a lot of thought during the past week. Now, really, I, I tell you honestly, I, I haven't slept. Now, please, gentlemen, I, I beg of you, a little consideration. All right. All right. Burn. A lot I care. You wouldn't listen. Uh, no, that's better. Now, you know me. I got only your best interests at heart. And I have come to the conclusion that it is in all our best interests that this fellow from the DA's office stays alive. Harry, what are you, buggy or something? This guy's got to go. All right, all right, the boys. You can just quiet down and listen to me. Yeah, Lucky. What do you say? I say Harry's right. The guy lives. You know, we got to look at this with the, the long view. We got to think of the syndicate. Uh, you and the syndicate can drop dead. Albert's got the perfect plan. Let's use it. Listen, Schultz, I want you to shut up. And now. Harry's right, and here's why. What can this DA investigate? The Manhattan, nothing else. All right. So we're going to let him. We got a nationwide business to take care of. We ain't gonna sacrifice that just to serve a couple of Times Square number runner can stare at a can. The syndicate come first. Yeah, but that fella, he's investigating pretty high up. He could, he could even get some of we fellas in this room. No, Gura. No? Any lawyer will tell you they can't get an indictment unless they got a solid case. And they can't get a solid case unless they got two witnesses. And that is where we pass out the contracts. You mean, instead of taking us one fellow, we're going to have to take ten, maybe twenty, huh? Yeah, yeah. And here's why. Take this fellow, and it becomes a federal case. It gets out of Manhattan, and it gets out of hand. And you boys are from Chicago and Milwaukee, and KC know what I mean. And you too, Dodge. You don't want this investigation spreading all over in uh, New Jersey. I'm sure Mr. Schultz is beginning to see the light. Now, let's take a vote. Anybody against the notion that we let the little fella go ahead with this investigation? Well, it seems a long way around the barn to have to kill all those witnesses instead of just one fella. We can get them before they start to be news. There's no problem in there. Right, I'm with you. Well, I'm not. Leaving us, Mr. Schultz? Yeah, yeah, I'm going back to Jersey where the air don't stink from chicken. I take it you don't like the way we operate. Look, Albert here comes up with a perfect contract, and you fancy pants are too chicken to carry it out. Well, listen, lucky Albert, Henry, all the Harry, all the rest of you. Maybe there's somebody in this world who ain't too chicken. That's just a little thought, gentlemen. Just a little thought. Robert Ed, Dutch. Those fellas. What you want, Skinch? Stand up at the shoe store there? Yeah. Are you gonna want me any more today, Dutch? No, I'll go back to Newark. Sure, Dutch. Hello, Mr. Schultz. You the fella? Yeah. Toy's the name. This is my partner, Murray. You fellas wanna make a little? Depends on the contract. Uh, that's an easy contract. 
I got it all figured out, so it'll be no problem. Who's the mark? Just a fella. I gotta know who. What's the matter? What's it to you, who? It's just a job, that's all. It's no problem, toy. Look, what is this? What's with you? A couple of sissies or something? You scared of a little job? I asked Ginch to get me some fella who could handle a little contract. Look, you want to know who the fella is? All right, I'll tell you, I got nothing to hide. It's the new DA in New York. Come on, Murray. Wait a minute, where you gone? You got the wrong parties, Mr. Schultz. Haven't you heard? The DA lives. That's the word from the syndicate. Ah, uh, hello, Flat. What happened to your arm? What's with the sling? Dutch. Oh. First the thumb, then a wrist, something he thought I said about his mother. He's an animal, that's what. Another year with Dutch, I'm going to be in very bad condition. And you can't quit. That's right. You won't let me go. Bull quit. Dutch stuck an ice pick in his ear. Ginch, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but if I tell you something, would you tell Dutch? I wouldn't tell him if his hat was on fire. Certain parties is having a meeting tonight. Six o'clock. Oh, that's one he really don't know about. Gentlemen, the situation is fraught with danger to us all. I don't know. If it was anybody else, I would say forget about it. It being the Dutchman, he's just screwy enough to follow through. My boys never lied to me. They say he's out shopping for a man to take the contract right now. Been talking about it for almost a week. There's only one thing to do. We got to take Dutch before he takes that fellow from the DA's office. Albert, you got any ideas? Uh, Dutchman is kind of screwy, but he ain't crazy. You know what I mean. He's not the kind of a fellow you just walk up to and do it. He's covered all the time. I know where he's hanging out this week. Where's that, Lucky? The Palace Chop House over in Newark. I know that place. It's got a little private dining room in the back there. Huh? The fellow would have to be screwy to try it in there. Yeah, I got just a man. Bug. Huh? Mandy, in here. What a job for you, Bug. Contract. <laughs> yeah. Who? Cool. Dutch. Okay. It's got to be fast. Sure. Fast. I mean tonight. Okay. Tonight. Mendy, you drive. Come on. Walk you down to the car. Uh, probable business. Yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we got nothing more to talk about tonight, so I would suggest we get out and get seen, if you follow me. <laughs> Four hundred and eighty-three eleven. Sixty-eight fifty-one. Seventeen thirty-nine. Five hundred and fifty even. Hundred and thirty-seven forty-five. Look, stop that creepy whistling, will you? I'll fix your whistle so it'll never blow again. All right now. Seven hundred and seventy-five fifteen. That does it. What I'm gonna do to that ginch when he gets back? I told him to go back to Newark. Where is he? Maybe he missed the train. Or something. Look at Berman. I need you around here to handle my books and keep my numbers business functioning. 
I don't like it. You should be talking all the time and whistling like a boy, like a like a schoolboy. Uh, sorry, Mr. Schultz. I'm going to be in business for a long time, Berman. Remember that. You want to get rich? Stick with me. Yes, sir. I'm with you, Mr. Schultz. But keep your mouth shut, see? Tight shut. Now get those tallies added up. I'm going to wash my hands. Yeah, okay. You with the glasses. Hmm? Whom are you addressing, may I ask? Where's Dutch? He went to the bathroom. But you, you haven't answered my question. Kid, you bother me. I'm sorry, it's busy. So am I. Busy. Busy as a bee. Say, Gincho boy, Gincho boy, was a hotsy totsy or was a hotsy totsy? Oh, it was a hotsy totsy, all right, Flattle boy. <laughs> oh, boy, I, I sure let you talk, man, staying in New York. Dutch is really gonna be sore me now. Ah, oh, forget it. Come on, come on, we'll go up to Lindy's, have a couple of drinks, you standing around. All right, stay, Listen, Fry, I can't. I'm in so much trouble now. Hey, wait, what's that? Listen. Dutch Schultz gunned to death by mystery figure, premium. I asked you to get the New York Journal American. Did you hear that? The gets Come on, let's buy a paper. Let's buy all the papers. Yeah, even the time. Yeah, we'll take them up to Lindy's. And have a drink. And have a party. Hey, boy. Hey, newsboy. Autolite and its 98,000 dealers bring you Mr. Broderick Crawford in tonight's presentation of... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents the story of a man whose welcome home party promised little gaiety and many tears, and surely his death. It's called Parole to Panic. Our star, Mr. Broderick Crawford. And now, Autolite presents transcribed Mr. Broderick Crawford in Parole to Panic, hoping once again to keep you in suspense. Side. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Not bad. Not bad at all. Enjoy it. Hmm? What I mean is, don't come back here. It's a pretty good life out there. I won't be back. Two years is enough for me. Taking the train to town? No, I don't think so. My wife's supposed to pick me up if she can borrow a car. Well, good luck. Uh, it's not going to be easy for you. Yeah, I know. 
If there's anything I can do, if you need someone to talk to, advice, you know. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Warden. Thanks for seeing me to the door. I like you, Paul. Don't let me down. I won't. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. waiting long? No. Only a couple of seconds. I was so afraid to drive fast. This is our car, you know. Our car? I bought it yesterday. It's for you. Oh. Sort of a coming out present, huh? Don't joke, Paul. Don't ever joke about being in prison. Well, what do you want me to do? Cry? No. Because that's what I know you're doing when you joke about it. Come on, let's sit in the car. I still feel kind of funny about all this space to move around in. All right. Slide in on this side. You drive. Okay. Where'd you get the money to buy a car? I only had to make the down payment on it. We'll manage the rest. Uh, I'll manage the rest. What? Oh, I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but I'm going to have to find a job. Can't have you taking care of me, you know. Oh, that's all taken care of. It is? Yes. I told my boss what you knew about fixing radios and what you'd done while you were in the Army, and he arranged a job for you at the plant. Did you tell him where I'd been for the past two years? Yes, Paul. Oh. I... I don't know how I ever got mixed up with that gang, Jenny. Let's not talk about it. It's too bad the district attorney didn't get them all while he was at it. It's over, dear. Let's forget it. There are other things to think about now. Jenny. Yes? I love you, Jenny. I love you very much. I'm so glad, dear. Shall we go home now? Yes, let's. Tired? No, no, I feel great. Do you realize you've driven all the way from... from that place in only two hours? Oh, it's not me, Jenny, it's the equipment. You got a real good deal here. <laughs> Mr. Miller found it for me. Does he still have the same store? Yes, why? Well, I've got to see him right now. After you report to the parole officer. No, no, no. He said I had to report to him before I went home, but he didn't say anything about seeing Mr. Miller. But, Paul... Oh, now, don't it... worry, it'll only take a minute or two. Well... All right, but only a minute or two. You promise? Yeah, I promise. Goodbye, Mrs. Gordon. And uh, what can I... Paul! Jenny! How are you, Mr. Miller? Well, Paul, it's good to see you. Well, well, you look fine. I feel fine, too. 
I just dropped by to thank you for taking care of Jenny while I was gone. You know, the groceries and... Uh, not, I... not, not another word, Paul. You and Jenny are like my own. Besides, as soon as Jenny got a job, she paid me back. Well, anyway, thanks. Ah, <laughs> now, let me, let me look at you. You're a good boy, Paul. Everything will be happy again. Yeah, sure it will. Uh, tell Roger I was here and I'll see him later, will you? Tell him yourself. What? <laughs> He's here in the back room. Uh, Roger. Never mind, never mind. I'll go back there. All right. I won't be long, darling. Good. Hi, Roger. Oh, Paul, come in. Come on in. Well, it's good to see you, Paul. Yeah, it's good to be here, too. When'd you get back? I just drove into town. I'm sorry I couldn't do better for you at the trial. Oh, you did fine. I don't know what would have happened to me if you hadn't defended me. Look, as soon as I get some money and a job, I'll, I'll pay you. Oh, relax. No hurry. Uh, Paul? Yeah? Uh, have you talked to anyone since you got back? I mean, outside of Paul and me. No, no, I just told you. I just drove into town. Why? Well, you know the DA didn't get the whole gang when they lowered the boom. Yeah, sure, I know that. Well, there's a rumor going around that they're waiting for you when you get out. Why? What have I done? They say you turned state's evidence. But I didn't. I only told them the truth about what I knew. I know that, but they don't. All right, then I'll tell them. You're not going to have a chance to do it. Why not? Now, understand, this is only what I've heard through the grapevine. But I hear they're going to shoot first and then ask questions. Well, then what am I going to do? I don't know. Maybe I can get somebody to take a message for me. Paul. What? Paul, they won't believe anything you say. Why not? Because they don't want to believe you. They're looking for a pigeon. Oh, and I'm it, huh? You're it. You think I ought to leave town? Why don't you go to the police? They put you under protective custody. What am I going to tell them? Just what I told you that I heard. No, them. no, no, Roger. If the police followed every crackpot rumor they heard, they'd run themselves ragged. But this isn't a crackpot rumor. They don't know that. No, but we Look, know... I'm going to get out of town. Jenny's got enough money to keep us going for a while. Well, keep in touch. If you need anything, just let me know. Yeah, sure, I will. Thanks. Sorry, I can't help more. Well, there's nothing more you can do, Roger. So long. Bye. Where are we going? Home, to pack. Well, what for? We're leaving town. Why? Why are we leaving town? Well, they're after me. Why? Who's after you? The rest of the gang. Well, what did you do? I told the truth in court. They call it ratting, singing, squealing. Just take your choice. Oh, who told you all this? Roger Miller. But what about your job? I can't keep it if I'm dead. Oh, there must be something we can do. Yeah, there is, and we're doing it. We're getting out. Look, Paula, are you sure about all this? I'm not going to wait for a bullet to make me certain. Well, all right, if you think it's best. I can't take the chance that I could be wrong. This happened so quickly that i got to get out of town, even if it's just so I can think clearly. Do they know you're back in town? No, no I, don't, I don't think so. That's why we'd better hurry. Well, where out of town are we going? I don't know. All I know is I'd better get out if I want to stay alive. Got to get the overnight bag filled here. Let me see. This is it, I guess. 
What else do you need? Well, I'm all set here. How about your clothes? Oh, I don't know if they still fit, but I pack what suits look to be in shape. You ready? Yes. Oh, are you sure, Paul? Are you sure Roger was right? He could be wrong. Yeah, you sure, know? he could be, but. Hello? Hello, Paul. Who is this? You're gonna die today, Paul. Who, who was it? They know, Jenny. They know I'm back in town. I'll be right back. Mr. Miller. Oh, what is it? You look so... Where's Roger? He went to court. He has a case today. Why? Doesn't make any difference. Look, Mr. Miller, do you have a gun? A gun? Yes, I have a gun, but I... All right, don't... give it to me. What? I need a gun, Mr. Miller. Please let me have it. You don't know what you're doing, Paul. A gun? I'm sorry, but Mr. I can't... Mr. Miller, be... please, it's my life. I gotta have a gun. But why? I haven't got time to explain now. Ask Roger when he gets back. He'll tell you all about it. I have a permit. He'll want to know where you... It'll be all right. Just give me the gun, please. I gotta hurry. You say Roger will tell you? Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. He'll tell you. Please, Mr. Miller, hurry. All right. Here, here, Paul. I'm doing a wrong thing, but if Roger says it... Be careful, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Why did you have to stop there? I had to get something. What? A gun. Oh, Paul, you're on parole. If they catch you with a gun... They won't catch me. As soon as we're out of town, I'm going to ditch it. Oh, Paul, isn't there a chance Roger might have been wrong? Maybe they've forgotten about you. No, not with that telephone call I got just before. Jenny. Yes, Paul? We're being followed. How do you know? I know. Watch when we go around the corner. Watch that blue sedan about a half a block and back. See him? No, I, I, oh, There they are. All right, now watch the next corner. Well, Jenny? Yes. They're following us, Paul. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Broderick Crawford with Paula Winslow in Parole to Panic, tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Broderick Crawford with Paula Winslow in Elliot Lewis's presentation of Parole to Panic, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense.
still following us. What are they doing? Torturing me? Follow us this closely, they can catch us anytime they want to. Oh, go to the police, Paul. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid of the police. It's, it's what's been back of us that I'm afraid of. Well, then let the police take care of them. Don't you see? If I go to the station and stop the car, they'll blast before I get to the front door. That's why they're following us so closely. Well, they, they'd have to be crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. But if I stop, I'll be dead and they'll still be crazy. No. No, we gotta lose them. Then we'll figure out something. See him? Uh, no. Good. I, I think we lost him this time. What do we do now? Well, we're almost out of gas. We'd, we'd better stop. Well, all right. But I... But what? Oh, call the police. Tell them what's happened. I intend to, Jenny. This is pretty open country. I guess we'd better stop at the first station we see. I'll, I'll telephone while, 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 while I fill in the tank. Well, I, I'm starting to feel a little better. Yeah, so am I. Oh, Paul, there's a station. Yeah, I see it. What'll it be? Fill her up, will you? Right, sir. Say, you got change for a quarter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Here. Help yourself. Okay. Ten... 20, 25. Here's your quarter. Just drop it. Right. Say, so where's the phone? Back to the station. Thanks a lot. Operator. Operator, I want the police. Yes, my name is... Paul! Paul, they just drove past. I think they saw the car. What? They're stopping down the road. Come on. 14 already, mister. I don't think she'll take much more. Hey, Jenny! Jenny, they're turning around. Hey, mister, you didn't wait for it. Hey! Hey! Hey, what are you trying to pull? Hey! Hey! How'd they find us? How? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. Oh. Jenny, what? listen to me. What is it? This car isn't fast enough to stay away from me. Well, then what'll we do? I'm going to turn in the first side road we come to, and then you're getting out. No. No, I won't do it. you got to. you got to. I, I can't. I'm not getting out of the car. Jenny, they'll kill you, too. I don't care. I've been away from you long enough. All right, then we'll keep going. Do you know where we are? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way we can get back to town from here. It'll be dark soon. I know that. Maybe we can get away then. Catch up, it was four dark. They can catch us any time they want to. Paul. Paul, do you know where we are? I told you before, Jenny. No, we'll... no. I mean, you remember the cabin where we spent a weekend, the first winter we were married? Yeah, why? Well, it, it was on a road that turned off this one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. We got that cabin from one of the boys, do you remember? Yes, but it's better than sitting in the car and waiting for them. Okay, let's go. Do you remember where the side road was? Well, it... Pretty soon now, I... Just... Just past a bridge, I think. Oh, Jenny, I hope you're right. Oh, I do too, Paul. I do too.
it's locked. I don't have a key. All right, I'll kick it in. Hurry, Paul. I hear them. Yeah, so do I. Step back, Jenny. All right, stay away from the windows. There's enough light yet for him to shoot. Let's push this table against the door. Come on. Okay. Here they are. Okay, Jenny. You stand over there. As soon as they come up the steps, I'm going to start shooting. Maybe... Maybe they're afraid. No, they couldn't be. Because they know I am. What are they waiting for? I don't know. They haven't even gotten out of the car yet. Do they know you have a gun? No, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I wish they'd do something. Paul. What? Wait. Wait a minute. They're on their way. Paul. What? There's a telephone in the cabin. Where? I think it's... It's in that cabinet on your left. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Hello? Hello? Hello, operator. It's disconnected. Did you say it was disconnected? Either that or they just cut the wire. Yeah, that's what happened. One of them just cut the wires. Where are they going? I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they changed their minds, huh? No, I doubt it. Well, then why would they drive away? Well, they didn't go far. But why did they go at all? They're not sure whether I got a gun or not. If I have one, they know they're asking for it if they rush the cabin. How long can we stay here? Jenny. Jenny, we're leaving now. But you said they're just down the road. We'll leave on foot. What? Tell me. Can you walk much in those shoes you got on? Yes, the, the heels are pretty low. Why? All right, all right. We'll head into the woods. Go east as far as we can. We'll sleep out in the open tonight. And we'll head for the first house we see when daylight hits. All right, Paul. I'm going to go out first. You follow me in a couple of seconds. Yes. Now help me with this table in front of the door. I, I don't want to slide it. All right. seconds, Jenny. Remember that. Then follow me. I will. They suck at me, Jenny. They had a guy planted out there. Try to stop the bleeding. Try all you want to. I, I don't think you can do it. But we've got to try. Yeah, back to pick up the body. Sure going to be disappointed, aren't they? Oh, oh Paul, I'm frightened. I, I don't know what to do, and I, I don't know how to help you. 
Just stay close to me, Jenny. Stay close. I'll think of something. Yeah, Jenny. Is it... Are you... Yeah. Yeah, I'm still bleeding. Well, let... Let me talk to them. They'll listen to me. I'm a woman. You've got to get a doctor. No, no, Jenny. That's what they want. Don't you understand? They... They want me to die, and I'm... I'm going to... Don't say that, Paul. Don't say it's that. It's true, Jenny. It's true, but... Well, I'm not going to die alone. What are you going to do? They haven't gotten out of the car since they came back. That means they're all together. Well, I still got four slugs left in the gun. I'm going to use them. Get back, Jenny. I got to break this window. You out there. Why don't you come in and get me? All right. All right, I'll... Come out and get you. Now, easy, Paul. Take it easy. You're going to be fine. Who are you? Police. Jenny, where's Jenny? Here I am, darling. When, when did they get here? Just after you came out shooting. How did you find me? Roger Miller called us after you got the gun from his father. But how did you know where to look? You left the receiver off the hook in the service station. There we checked all the side roads looking for a big gasoline stain where you might have turned off the main road. Gasoline? The attendant was still pumping gas into your car when you drove away. He never got the chance to replace the cap on your tank. Oh. We'll pick it up some other time. Won't we, Jenny? Yes, Paul. We'll pick it up some other time. If you enjoyed that, please check out the Riley and Kimmy Show for archived podcasts, interviews, old-time radio shows, videos, and photos, all available at RileyandKimmy.com. We're asking for your help right now. The Spacey Awards are looking for the best podcast. You can place your vote for best podcast, and we hope it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. You can vote for us by going to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. And our Facebook page. We have a link to that uh, voting process. And please vote for us. We would like to thank you in advance for doing so. And we ask just one thing. Please share that with at least two people who will vote. And ask them to pass it on to two more who will vote for us as well. That's the Spacey Awards. And you can find out more how to vote right on our website and our Facebook page. Link to our Facebook page is available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.